0: Welcome to Teching Ball, where we don't just bullshit about the news, we record it too. I'm Buck.
1: And I'm a, I'm a Abbas.
0: And let's get started. the so, boss, it's been a while since we last recorded.
1: I know, which is why we're doing this test run, right? This is a test run? Well, we can put it live if it goes well.
0: Alright, I hope it does, because I'm putting it live regardless. Alright, it'll reach out to all our what 10 subscribers right now? Oh at our peak we had 50 who knows uh, Facebook keeps telling me more people are looking at our page all the time.
1: All right let's well Facebook lies to me every week saying we have one new view but I'm sure that's yeah. like a growth tactic you know.
0: Oh that's me I'm sure.
1: Oh but it shouldn't say new then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm creating new accounts every week.
1: Very smart all right let's get started. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, you got a you got an interesting story for us. I know it's you've got like six months to draw on
1: now. Yeah, but I decided to become a hermit for the last six months. But I did come out of my cave recently, and the first thing I saw was that Google did a huge event, the you know where they announced a bunch of new hardware stuff, which is fairly interesting for me because I also ended up buying one of them. Anyway, I'll just quickly run through the list. The biggest one, obviously, was you know the Pixel phone, which is Google's new phone, uh, which essentially is, I think, going to be straight up competing against the iPhone, especially given the price. I think it starts mm-hmm. at $650, which is pretty steep for an Android phone. Uh, it comes with a lot of features, though. You know, it has, uh, you know, supports the Google Daydream uh, VR platform, basically. Uh, they, I think they're giving the, you know, the VR view, their new viewer for their uh, platform, free with the phone. It apparently has the... What is the new viewer? The new viewer, basically, you know, it's uh, Google, like, for example, you know, had the cardboard sort of thing, for example, which yeah. you can put your phone and, you know, uh, essentially create a VR headset. So this viewer is essentially a much more uh, polished version of that. Uh, hmm. I think the design... Well, has it's been... made
0: of plastic instead of cardboard?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> the design, as I was going to say, has been apparently copied from a very famous shoe. So it does look very nice and comfy. The colors look pretty cool. So I don't know. I is might... it an Air it's... Jordan? Sorry, it's an Air... No, it's not an Air Jordan, I'm afraid.
0: Oh, then that's, it's a bullshit shoe. What is it, a Louis Vuitton? No, it's
1: not, it's, it is a sneaker. It's like a sports sneaker, okay. but I don't remember the exact name. Uh, it's like a really famous gray sneakers, I forget. But anyway, you can look at the Dream VR. It's, it looks pretty nice, really comfortable, so it might be good. The biggest feature which caught my eye was that for 15 minutes of charging, Google claims this will give you seven hours of battery life. That's, you know, that would be pretty sweet if it was true. I don't know. I don't really know anybody who has a Pixel yet, so I guess we'll have to wait to verify that claim. For the phone? Yes, for the wait, phone. It, how many hours of battery life? Seven hours of battery life for 15 minutes of charging. That sounds pretty crazy to me. Okay, so
0: that's not a full charge.
1: Probably not, but for 15 okay. minutes, if I could get seven hours, that's a lot, you know? Uh,
0: the fast charging is, is pretty good. I, I can probably get that much off of 15 minutes of charge. I'm not sure because... Because it'll quick, it'll quick charge if it's close to dead. It'll quick charge a lot of the battery uh, if, if you have uh, the right connectors and everything.
1: Right. So maybe this does, is not actually as revolutionary as the press release makes it sound. Maybe this is, uh, you know, an incremental update, but I don't know. It sounds pretty cool on mm-hmm. paper at least. And, you know, the usual stuff, it has a really good camera. I think a lot of the Android phones do have really good cameras. So I don't know about that. So we'll have to wait and see because, as I said, the price point itself is a pretty bold move.
0: Mm-hmm. So I saw some of the leaks for that device uh, before it was officially announced, and the thing that caught my eye was the Google Magic. What do you suppose that is?
1: Google Magic? I actually don't know what that is. You'll have to tell me. Yeah, that was, that was one of the
0: bullet points uh, for, for, the, uh, for the advertisements that were leaked early about it, and they disappeared after the event.
1: Huh. Is it something to do with the Magic Leap thing, or what is it?
0: Nobody knows. It could just be marketing speak. It could be some feature they decided not to announce.
1: So you think they might have leaked it intentionally just to create publicity?
0: Oh, I don't think so. I just think it, it was uh, a weird item that was in their earlier marketing copy, copy that disappeared. Interesting. I assumed you might know.
1: No, I don't actually. Unfortunately, oh, my sources have not informed me of this yet, but we will work on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you got to pressure them more. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this weekend.
0: You gotta let them know that muscle isn't just for show.
1: <laughs> I think I'll use uh, more subtle tactics first. Anyway, uh, moving That's on. That's not
0: your strong suit.
1: I'm trying to develop this. Uh, moving on <laughs> to the next topic. This is the third time I've said, so let's move on. Um, No. <laughs> The Google Home, which is a device which I just bought. It's basically very similar. It's like a... Oh, you bought that? Oh, you ruined the game. I was going to guess
0: which one you bought after.
1: I think I already told you (laughs) in the office, so you have a really poor memory. I never listened
0: to what you've said in the office. Good job. I listened just enough to respond to what you're saying during these recordings, and no more than that.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so I bought the Google Home, which basically is a direct competitor to the Amazon Echo, essentially. And it's Mm -hmm. like a voice assistant. Uh, My reason for buying is that I personally use a lot of Google services like Gmail, YouTube, you know, Google Maps and things like these. And I really hope this integrates well with that. I mean, Google's purpose obviously is to make this sort of your controller for all home control devices. Uh, Google already owns Nest. So if you had a Nest device, you could control that with this. Um, I think they're also doing a bunch of integrations with other Samsung appliances and stuff like that. And they'll probably do more in the future. And Google, you know, usually is very good with these sort of data related things. So, you know, personally for me, initially, I just want to do really simple stuff like I should be able to ask it that, you know, what time is my flight? And it should be able to look up my Gmail and, you know, tell me what time my flight is and stuff like that. Or if I'm going to the city, it should tell me like, you know, how's the traffic like to San Francisco or something? And it just gives me a reply back. You mean exactly like you
0: can already do on your phone?
1: But that's the point, though. On my phone, I have to, you know, pick up my phone, do these things with the voice assistant. I, let's say my phone is not exactly close to me. I can just speak like, you know, okay, Google, how much time would it take me to get to SF or something like that?
0: What's the furthest you've been from your phone in the last month?
1: Uh, at least two rooms away how's that (laughs) Uh,
0: i I can see how you would need a home assistant that'll be much more convenient than having your phone always nearby
1: i mean there's other interesting possibilities also and you know it's not that expensive it's 130 bucks i think it's worth a try so i'm gonna you know give it a Mm -hmm. shot and i pre-ordered it it's gonna ship pretty fast it should be here next week actually which is more than i can say for the iphone which i pre-ordered like uh, i don't know a month back and i don't know when it's shipping apparently it's gonna be delivered sometime end of november Mm -hmm. it seems
0: yeah, it sounds like you're really all in with Google now.
1: This is my first, pretty much my first Google device. What do you mean all in with Google? You're just,
0: you're talking about, oh, I, I want this uh, Google device because I, I'm using all the Google services. And then next thing you say is you've ordered an iPhone
1: well so let's make the distinction clear here we're talking about services versus hardware you know so this is my first yeah but but your
0: justification for this
1: hardware is how much how well it'll integrate with all your google services but you're not even buying the android phone google pretty much runs my life at this point with gmail and you know google maps so what are you doing with an iphone iphone integrates pretty well with these things also like you might as well be buying an echo no echo is only like for making purchase on amazon that's not the only thing i do in my life unlike you it should be (laughs) no we'll see so we'll see how google home does maybe google home does well i might even consider the pixel because i have been thinking of a phone other than the iphone so Mm -hmm. who knows we'll see anyway so
0: you can uh, make the iphone your work phone and use the pixel for everything else
1: maybe maybe you could do that but yeah let's let's see what the reviews on the pixel are like so i'll be interested to see that first and, but I think it should be pretty good going by, you know, other previous phones, which Google has had, like the Nexus 5X, I think, right? Those phones are pretty good from what I hear. So Yeah, I've got the 5X. It works pretty well. Uh, so totally unbiased then. Uh, okay, so let's see.
0: <laughs> well, if I'm biased because I've tried it, then I don't know how you could ever have an unbiased review of anything.
1: Well, have you ever had an iPhone? I've had an iPod doesn't count then so then you need to use i had an ipod touch before i ever had a smartphone okay maybe then okay fine maybe i'll consider a review in that case anyway so and yeah google launched some other devices like you know the google wi-fi which is like sort of a wi-fi hub for your home it can control your different routers i think similar to our. Uh, I forget the name of apple's apple air or something no i forget the name of apple's competing product but there's a bunch of these sort of products on the market so i guess google is also launching one of these uh, that's also not that expensive. I think it's one thirty for a, if you want to control like a single router or something, and if you want to control more than three or something, it's like two hundred dollars for a more powerful one. Uh, again, I haven't investigated this.
0: Uh, you have not looked into this at all. It's it's. Uh when you when you buy two or three they come in they come in bigger packs and you can get three of them for three hundred dollars but it's actually three separate devices not a more powerful device right
1: so the thing is yeah it's probably because it's like a bridge sort of between your routers or bridge device i guess if you have to if you have a much bigger place basically so that's the reason i was saying that because i don't really live in a much bigger place uh you know my apartment's not really that big so this is not something i'm really interested in so yeah i've not really looked at the google wi-fi that closely um Anyway, so that's, I think, were sort of the major products which Google released during its hardware announcement. I don't know. Are you aware of any more?
0: No, I'm uh, I'm not as big into Google as you are, apparently. I did not even watch this thing. It's, it all seems very boring. I didn't watch boring.
1: it. I was just following the news, and I have friends who work at Google, so, you know, I was just uh, talking to them. All mm-hmm. right, so let's move on to our next story. What do you have for us?
0: Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'd like to bring it back to our Amazon uh, little digression earlier. You know, I like to buy everything that I can on Amazon, and they've recently uh, made that a lot better for me by banning uh, incentivized reviews, where someone's given a free product by a seller in order to give it a review.
1: That's very interesting. This is something which I'll refer later to. I have a story about Facebook later, so I'll refer. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, a throw forward. We're really professional now.
1: (laughs) Yes, so we will. This time off has done you some good. Uh, yeah, maybe you should do one every six months. This would be very beneficial.
0: you <laughs> well, you gotta practice. Now that you've got those new skills in there.
1: But that's true, though. Like, yeah, not having these incentivized reviews does save you a lot of time because, yeah, what absolutely I hate the most is like you go through like a really detailed, lengthy review which might be praising the product, and you're like, oh wow, this sounds really good. Maybe I want to buy this, and then you read the last line. It's like, oh, Amazon gave me this product, or you know, whatever third party retailer gave me this product for free. So. And then you're like, okay, this does not count. I need to find another you know, sort of unbiased review, essentially. So yeah, that's, that's probably a very good thing. I don't know how strictly this will be enforced, though. So I don't know. Well, it will be strictly enforced because
0: Amazon is replacing the, uh, the incentivized reviews with their own home run system. So, uh, so now if you're doing incentivized reviews outside of this system, you're competing with Amazon in a way.
1: So what is home run system?
0: So they are not not home. I uh, didn't mean home run is the name. Just they're oh, they're running their own system. Okay, it's called it. a, yeah, I was it's,
1: like, it's, what is this new <laughs> fancy home run system? That- <laughs> oh, it's
0: uh, the name is Amazon Vine, and uh, and it basically uh, does the same thing that an incentivized review would ideally do, which they try to get. Um, Products for free to unbiased reviewers, and they act as a middleman between the sellers and the reviewers. So a seller will uh, say, like, "I want to give you know, four of my products to you to give to people, so that you can kind of kickstart some reviews and and you know get some numbers out there, so people will know that my product is good." Right. And Amazon will then pick people it thinks will be good at reviewing. Uh, which, you know, they're they're going to try to vet these people very well and send them the products. The people will not be judged on whether they've given a good or bad review. And in fact, they won't even be required to give a review. They're just going to be sent these things. And, you know, they're. I think they'll, they'll be fairly incentivized to give reviews because they'll probably get kicked out of the system if they don't. But, you know, Am- Amazon doesn't necessarily want good reviews. They want accurate reviews that keep people shopping on Amazon. So, you know, that, that should be better. And they're... Uh, you know, unfortunately they'll, they'll be keeping the old reviews that are all, that have already been made under the system, unless they violate the, the previous policy, but the going forward, they won't have the, uh, you know, the, the more sketchy ones where someone's directly sending someone a, a product to review it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's fine saying that they will, you know, not include these sort of reviews, et cetera, but yeah, it's all about the implementation. So let's see how this works going forward, I guess. Um, Yeah. So the story I was going to refer to, I wanted to talk about, you know, Facebook launched its marketplace recently, and I guess it was in, I mean, it still might be in beta. The reason I noticed was that on my phone, the Facebook app, one of the tabs is now been replaced by a marketplace tab, basically. And uh, so Mm -hmm. obviously, this is a product which is, I think this is probably a reboot, because apparently, I read somewhere that Facebook already did have a version of its marketplace out earlier. And this is Mm -hmm. just a reboot, you know, considering Facebook has so much of our social, local, all these sort of data. So obviously it makes a lot of sense for a peer-to-peer marketplace because you can easily, you know, search based on location. You can probably easily message people and save your searches and whatnot. But I was looking into sort of the drawbacks of the system and I found three major ones for now. Um, Again, going by other sources also. The first one obviously Mm -hmm. is that people are posting a lot of, you know, sort of illegal content. So Facebook's vetting system is not perfect so far. Uh, You're saying that's a downside? Um, I will, I don't want to go to jail. So yes, where am I going to get my contraband? Because I ro- noticed one of our, one of my friends on Facebook, he posted this well, you know, he posted a screenshot of his marketplace screen and the mm-hmm. first item which was recommended to him was basically a big uh, bag of weed. So obviously mm-hmm. the wedding system, it is- sounds like a solid recommendation. How much did he pay for it? I don't think he bought it. He was, or who knows if he bought it or not, but he just posted that screen. He bought it. Uh, Going by what I know about him, he probably did not, but I knew you would totally buy it, so that's why I mentioned it to you, so.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I know. Uh, after this November. Why after November? Uh, that's supposed to be one of the propositions. We'll be voting on whether to uh, legalize recreational marijuana use in the state. I'm sure you're voting
1: for, obviously, but mm-hmm. good.
0: We're going to have to lengthen uh, the uh, episodes of this podcast after that.
1: Yeah, I would like you to smoke some weed and then do the episode. That would be a fun episode.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it will be every episode.
1: <laughs> yes, excellent. Number two. Number two was that Facebook doesn't actually support reviews yet on their platform. So, it's a complete off... Well, you know, which I mm-hmm. think is a bit of a bummer. Like, this is the complete opposite of Amazon. Forget in- incentivized reviews. There are no reviews right now. Isn't that, like, everything Facebook is about? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like going by people are not really comfortable buying things unless, you know, it's from a reviewed person because I don't know about you, but pretty much everything I bought on Amazon or some other website recently, I feel much more confident if I have a review associated with it and I read it, you know, even Mm -hmm. though that review might feel a little bogus, whatever, still having something there, you know, that sense of validation, I think helps build, you know, whatever level of trust. Yeah,
0: but like the whole point of Facebook is sharing your opinion. I like so, that's crazy. They don't have reviews on their marketplace. Yeah,
1: I don't know why they don't have it. Maybe they implemented this in a hurry or something, or they they're gonna add this on because yeah, I don't see a marketplace working very well unless you have peer to peer reviews and you know sellers can have reviews and you can read about them. So that's mm-hmm. the second uh, sort of downer for now. And the last one is that they don't really have it seems a good electronic payment system integrated into their marketplace tool itself, which again you know mm-hmm. is sort of uh, frustrating because then. If you really want to buy something, having you know, making payments easier is supposed to be like another you know thing to remove friction. Like you want people to be able to buy things easily, and considering Facebook lets you do payments on Messenger, etc., again, I don't get why they don't support this properly right yeah, now.
0: So, so they support sending money to your friends, but not to people that you're buying things from on their marketplace.
1: It sort of makes sense. You don't really know the people <laughs> buying, you're buying things from the marketplace, so I don't know. So how do you you pay for it? Do you have to go meet them in person, like on a Craigslist? I'm sure you can pay using PayPal, credit card, or something like that, but apparently it's not supported very well within their tool. That's what I have read. Again, I have not bought anything from the market. Except for that bag of weed. Uh, Yeah, I did buy it for you as a Christmas present, I have to confess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have bad news for you about about the shelf life.
1: (laughs) I don't care. It's you who's going to be
0: smoking it, so I don't care anything about the shelf life. No, if you're giving it to me as a gift, we're going to smoke it together.
1: Uh, I have never smoked weed. I don't want to try it with you, of all people. No. So. <laughs> There's a, my, it's a safe place. It'll be fine. Uh, okay, uh, let's discuss this after the podcast. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic now. All right. Did you hear about HP's uh, new security feature? I did, but... As in, by what I mean I did is I saw a headline, but to me, HP is so irrelevant right now that I didn't even bother clicking on the article or reading it. So
0: uh, You don't use printers?
1: You can... Uh, I don't use... Yes, I don't use printers. I'm trying to help the environment here, but anyway.
0: Mm-hmm, I print out everything. Like, at the end of this podcast, when you send me the recording, I'm going to print it out.
1: The transcript and what? Frame it in your house? Not the
0: transcript. I'm going to print out, like, the waveforms. Oh. And possibly the binary
1: code. As I said, your house could use a few more, you know, artsy sort of designs. So this would look well. Mm -hmm. This would look good. What did HP do?
0: HP uh, rolled out a security update in March that included a great new feature that prevents you from using competitors' ink with their printers, and then uh, waited until September to actually enable the feature.
1: So I am i don't know if you sort of know about this topic, but I'm sort of curious. How do they detect, like, if you're using a competitor's ink? Like, what do they do to detect that? I'm not really sure. I, th- I think the, the ink has some... Or the
0: ink cartridge, rather, has some circuitry inside it that uh, that can communicate with the printer. I didn't look too much into the technical details yeah, of this, I mean, because that's I don't fine. think I mean, that's, that's the important of,
1: bit. You know, it was just very, like... I was like, you know, I was sort of unaware that they could do this level of, you know, analysis, like, mm-hmm. which cartridge you're using. I mean, that's pretty insane. So, okay.
0: I think, yeah, the cartridge can just communicate. It probably has a passive chip that, when you plug it in, can can be activated by the printer to tell whether it's the right one or not.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they can do a yeah. bunch of tricks.
0: Because, uh, yeah, everything I read was mentioning uh, cartridges. So, you could probably still use uh, ink refills, where you actually inject ink into the cartridge, which is a bit of a messier way, but
1: you can see HP's rush now. Like you know, they're probably losing money everywhere else, so they have to sort of try to maximize the last sources of revenue that they have left.
0: Yeah, and when they sell the printer, they're selling it at a loss usually, on the theory that they'll make up the money on cartridges, because that's just how printers are sold. It's uh, yeah, it's a really shitty way to do it, but that that's the business model. Same as. Uh, You know, Keurig machines and things. Or razors is the more common example.
1: But how about things like, for example, this, uh, again, I'm, as I said, completely in the dark what what HP does or does not do. How about Mm -hmm. things like, you know, um, 3D printers and stuff? Is HP in that field right now? Uh, They are
0: working to get in that field because half the articles I read about this ended up just being press releases about what HP is currently working on. And uh, yeah, they, they several of them mentioned that HP is uh, working toward three D printing. Um, yeah, I, I have. Uh... I don't think we shared them on the podcast before, but there have been some stories about people doing weird things to bake DRM into the 3D printing uh, substrate as well, which is, uh, that's a lot more technically challenging because that that doesn't even come in uh, a cartridge. That's just pure material.
1: Yeah, that that was going to be my follow-up question. So this basically, this update is only for the normal, uh, you know, the usual printers which we are familiar with, not the 3D printers.
0: Uh, Yeah, this is just for normal printers. Uh, It'll basically verify that... Uh, the cartridge is theirs when you put it in. They've, uh, they're using the DMCA to try to prevent people from even looking into whether this really is a security thing, which is uh, the the issue, the, the, the excuse they've been giving. They're like, Oh, this really is a security issue and not just us trying to make money.
1: Right. I mean, this, this possibly just is them being, you know, trying to squeeze out the last bit of money from, a mm-hmm. you know, because nobody's going to be using these, you, you know, these normal printers, maybe five, 10 years down the line. I mean, I think usage has anyway declined and it's probably basically used because of, you know, a lot of people have legacy systems and stuff like that, which still require you to submit, you know, like paper forms or whatever.
0: Sometimes you need things printed out. Not, Not everything can exist purely digitally. Right.
1: I agree. I agree. But usage, I mean, you'll agree that it's been declining and it's probably going to keep declining even further. Right. So this is not an industry, which is, it's not a growth industry for them, basically. So, yeah. It could be to the point where
0: most people... It probably already is there. Most people who need to print will go to a Kinko's or something.
1: Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Or just print it at our workplace, uh, like me. Mm -hmm. But anyway...
0: Yeah, that's that's still using a printer, though.
1: (laughs) But as I said, for example, I need it for our dinosaur sort of football league thing, which requires a printed out roster form before each game instead of, you know, letting us sort of online check-in players or something like that. So that's what I'm saying. These sort of legacy organizations or whatever, which have these sort of paper requirements, are the only places you probably need these, uh, you know, printed documents for anymore. So.
0: Oh, there are a lot of these, and they're slow to upgrade. There, there is a
1: lot of these, I agree. But, again, more and more things will move offline. Even mm. that Dinosaur League recently got a website. So, you know, things are looking up. Anyway, so... Uh, for our next story, I thought I would just quickly mention some uh, IPO chatter about startups because that's what a lot of people are also interested in.
0: Oh, do we work at any of them?
1: Unfortunately, not. So, uh... you'd be happy to know you are a former worker at one of them. So, who knows? You might benefit. Oh, is Twitter going to IPO soon? Uh, no, Twitter might be acquired <laughs> soon. It's, so, it's slightly <laughs> different from IPO chatter. That. But this is
0: not IPO chatter at all.
1: Well,. It's sort of related, you know? It's related to uh, being acquired and stuff. And I'll come to the IPO, ch- IPO chatter uh, also. All right, I've got a better name for this segment.
0: This is Money Talk.
1: This is, we'll, we'll copy CNBC's one, Squawk Box, or whatever they call it. Squawk Box. Makes no sense, but anyway.
0: Speaking of uh, dinosaurs,
1: you're watching CNBC? I am still referencing the first John Stewart segment I saw when I came to America. And he was mocking CNBC then, and one of the segments he mocked was Squawk Box. So it, it made a deep impression on me then.
0: That's your, your one news reference for the US, the Squawk Box.
1: Exactly. So coming back to Twitter, Twitter, as you might have noticed from its fluctuation in the stock price, has been, you mm-hmm. know, the subject of some pretty uh, intense speculation regarding whether it's going to be taken over or, you know, bought by companies. Google seems to be the favorite at this point. But, what do you mean by at this point? Uh, because nobody knows if anybody actually wants to buy it or not. Okay, so you
0: haven't kept up with the story at all, right?
1: No, this story no of course I had
0: Google officially took themselves out of the running this week.
1: Uh Offici- See, this is where you're being naive. By them okay. giving out a press release and saying officially doesn't mean anything. That might them just be trying to, you know, okay. quell speculation and bring the stock price yeah, down. But they're, down.
0: they are not a favorite to do this after saying that, and it caused a 20% drop in the stock. Exactly,
1: because nobody has been saying this. Like, Salesforce seemed, it was interested. By the way, I think Twitter is the worst fit probably for Salesforce. Maybe Salesforce just sore it couldn't <laughs> get LinkedIn. So Salesforce mm-hmm. apparently has been interested. Facebook considered a bid. Uh, Google apparently, Disney was considering a bid. So there's a lot of people considering...
0: Disney also uh, went out, though.
1: Again, everybody has publicly said that they're out, but uh, in acquisitions, that never means if they're actually out or not. So, Twitter is going to finalize. But it does mean I lost 20% of my stock price. You should have sold when, you know, it was like 24 or whatever. You should have. Ah, I believe, like
0: you, that the acquisition is still going to happen and that will shoot the price up.
1: Then you shouldn't be arguing with me, right?
0: That's the whole point of this podcast. If I just let you speak, this will be the worst podcast in the world.
1: Good point. So, October 27th is when apparently Goldman Sachs, which has been doing all this for Twitter, you know, talking to other people who might be interested, is when they, I think, they wrap up their negotiations, or whatever. So, we will probably know definitively by then if somebody is actually going to make a move or not but it seems like for now definitively yes we'll do the pedantic lessons later (laughs) oh just the pronunciation that was an interesting one Uh, good so anyway so it seems like the chatter is dying down for now but I think it might be still be acquired because it doesn't seem to be going anywhere on its own right now Um, Mm -hmm. again the second company which seems to have a much brighter future at this point at least or we'll see is Snap which has you know, which is basically Snapchat, just changed its name recently because it's obviously getting into things other than chat, as we noticed by the announcement regarding the spectacles, which you have heard of spectacles, right? I don't
0: know what are spectacles.
1: Spectacles are these uh, sort of cool, fun-looking sunglasses which you wear, and you have a button on the side, and if you click that button, it basically records a video of whatever is in front of you and uploads it to your Snapchat app.
0: Oh. So when they announced that, how much lower did your GoPro stock go?
1: Uh, I already sold GoPro a while back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I cut my losses. I'm probably only paying tax for a few years, but anyway.
0: Oh, trumping it, are we? <laughs>
1: well, uh, not 900 million range, but you know, still
0: <laughs> fair enough. Well, relative to your income, I think it is yes, the 900 I, million I have range.
1: Yes, I have trumped my taxes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So spectacles were announced by Snapchat in that direction, that you know, indicating that they'll be moving. Uh, away from just chat and doing sort of other products as well. So this is apparently going to launch by December, uh, Christmas, basically, I think. Uh, and yeah, Snapchat is renaming itself to Snap. And they plan a possible IPO sometime in March. That's
0: not a different product. That's just a different way to interact with their product. Right, right? but right.
1: this is an indication they'll be doing more different things like these. So that's why they want to remove the chat from their name. That's their, Well, that's at least their rationale and you know what they're saying in their press releases and things like that. Uh, okay. So they are going to do an IPO, apparently, in March 2017. That's, well, the earliest date and could be valued at something like $25 billion. I was saying, well, I did reference earlier that Snapchat's future seems brighter than Twitter. But then again, I also remember that recently I have been reading articles that, you know, Facebook and WhatsApp and, you know, via Instagram also have been trying to copy a lot of the features with Snapchat first brought to the market. And apparently they have been having success with these features. So Snapchat's dominance in those segments is not guaranteed. So we will see about, you know, how much that actual IPO price uh, goes to. But Facebook is actually mm-hmm. uh, making some gains on Snapchat territory right now. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. Let's Yeah, let's see. Uh, I mean, I don't think either of us are users of Snapchat, so not really too concerned. I
0: installed it and then d- deleted it after a week of not using it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see, yeah. <laughs> sort of similar story for me but we'll see uh maybe uh you know we might be using it in the future who knows maybe i'll buy you spectacles for christmas instead of that bag of weed who knows um
0: why does it have to be either or
1: good point why can't it... yeah yeah okay
0: maybe this is good stuff and i start hallucinating and need to take snaps to see you know what was really happening
1: excellent point and those snaps can go away quickly too in case you take some inappropriate stuff while you were hallucinating <laughs> so yeah check out your christmas sock this year uh it might be more than a few things so my christmas sock <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway let's move on to our next story
0: okay uh this is a story about uh samsung devices exploding i know this has been big in the news lately did you hear what happened this week
1: um somebody's phone got on fire on southwest airlines and they had to evacuate the airline right
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh, not necessarily on fire, but it it did start smoking, and the the picture of the phone was was pretty good. (laughs) But yeah, it was uh, on a plane on Wednesday. Uh, They had to evacuate a Southwest flight.
1: Well, too bad. Samsung is seeming to, you know, can't catch a break right now. First release, I think it was a Note 7, which had the battery exploding or whatnot, and then... Yeah, that was
0: the Note 7, which the TSA then told people not to take on planes. And then, uh, yeah, it's now uh, evacuating a plane already.
1: And I can personally testify how that's, you know, it was a Note 7, so it was one device. But I can personally testify how that can be bad publicity for all devices because, you know, I was not aware there was something called a Note 7. I just thought it was a Samsung S7. So when somebody was asking me recently that should they buy the S6 or S7, whatever, I was like, no, probably not. Those things have been catching on fire, which was, again... Not completely inaccurate, but you can see how you know damaging this probably mm-hmm. has been to Samsung's reputation. This- yeah, the,
0: this is a, a well known issue for for like a decade or more now. That, that you know phones with with these batteries in them, the lithium ion batteries, will tend to overheat and can catch fire. And it's just a huge quality control issue that they end up producing a a, a phone nowadays that will constantly catch fire. I, I wouldn't buy any Samsung.
1: Probably not. And now, with as we mentioned, the Google Pixel in the market, why should you buy a Samsung phone if you wanted an Android?
0: Yeah, why should I buy a Samsung when, for just another five hundred dollars, I could get a Pixel?
1: Exact, six fifty. <laughs> but anyway.
0: No, but I, the the Samsung will cost like two hundred, right?
1: Well, now the price the Note Seven might be free for now. Like you know, the Amazon phone was selling for ninety nine, I think, at one. Yeah,
0: well, you can pick up the burned up husk of a Note Seven on any sidewalk nowadays. They're all over the place.
1: All right, let me quickly go hunting for phones after we do this podcast. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Sounds like a good idea, but there there's more Samsung woes because last week uh, they actually got in a completely unrelated lawsuit for washing machines exploding.
1: <laughs> that sounds way more serious. That's a much bigger device.
0: Yeah, these are uh, these are actually they're relatively small washing machine machines, small and cheap ones that Samsung produces. Maybe you know similar uh, core issues of Samsung just not doing good quality control. But yeah, it seems if you like get. The um,
1: whole QA division is about to be fired. Yeah, you get a, an unbalanced load
0: in one of these washing machines, and it can end up uh, vibrating so violently as it spins that it tears itself apart.
1: That sounds like pretty basic testing that they should have done. (laughs) This is not like a, wow. That's okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. So not buying any Samsung washers and dryers also in the future for now. Uh, Okay, good, good, good to know. Well,
0: at least not any made between 2011 and 2016.
1: I think I'll be staying away from them until 2030 at least. So (laughs) this is all very good consumer sort of information.
0: Yeah, that's the goal of our podcast to inform consumers.
1: I know that's all we do, uh, feeding our consumer frenzy. Also in our excitement to do like after since we have been back after a while and obviously we had a lot of stories lined up, I think we might have you know sort of stretched it long already. so this might be a good time to start wrapping up.
0: Okay, before we wrap up, uh, you know, I used to do the crazy core question of the week. Uh, th- this week I'd like to see if you can answer three Quora questions that uh, were recommended to me recently as Quora kind of expands its user base into uh, people who are more like Yahoo Answers users.
1: Oh my god, okay. Yeah,
0: so I've, I guess I've, I've answered a lot of probability questions recently, so these are some tough ones.
1: All right, let's see.
0: If you roll a six-sided die, what is the probability you'll get a six? <laughs>
1: Wait, and somebody asked this on Quora?
0: Someone asked this on Quora. What's the answer? Do you know?
1: Uh, no, I don't know, obviously. but It sounds like you're stalling. I know. But what I wanted to say was that why would people ask these sort of stupid questions on Quora, Like when there's obviously like trolling and people even going on? Because does Quora have the reputation system that if like, Stack Overflow, like, if you answer a certain number of questions, only then can you answer other questions or whatnot?
0: Uh, they don't have that. They do have some reputational stuff built in, and they're they're kind of a social network, but uh, there's no filter on asking questions, really.
1: Right, so I don't see the point of asking something, like you know, because then I would see, like, if somebody asks a question like this, and other people rushing to sort of answer this to sort of boost up their points or something, I don't see any point in doing something like that.
0: Well, you haven't heard the other two questions yet.
1: Okay, what are the other two questions?
0: If I roll a six-sided die what's the probability I'll roll greater than a 4?
1: What Did they post the, like... These are
0: separate questions.
1: No, no, I get it, but this, it seems <laughs> like what they did was they went to the probability math book, and, you know, question 1, A, B, and C, they just posted the three, you know, segments. <laughs> what
0: is this? The third distinct question I saw on Quora, if I roll a six-sided die, what's the probability that the result will be even?
1: So see, this is exactly what I meant. This is like question one in your yeah. math book, and this is parts A, B, and C that you said. Mm-hmm. What's the probability of rolling a six? What's the probability of rolling greater than four? And what's the probability of rolling yeah. an even?
0: It's it seems like that people might even be writing bots to just ask probability questions at this. Or maybe point. they're
1: just trying to solve their homework through Quora. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So,
0: oh, there there are a lot of people, and there there is actually a topic called homework questions, which I've had to block because it's it's terrible. But then people realize, like, oh, people won't necessarily give me answers to my homework questions, so they try to take that topic off.
1: Right. I mean, did you get recommended these topics, or did you search for them explicitly?
0: Um, You know, I'm just browsing for Quora, and they pop that into my feed, and uh, they they do, I believe they say, like, recommended for you, or or either that, or they'll, uh, when the person is asking the question, and then they click probability as a topic i might be recommended as a possible uh answerer and then they they can request me to answer
1: i hope instead of the correct answer to those questions you posted some random bs like infinity or one or something like that
0: no I, I try not to do that and in fact this week i i did get um i got one of my comments on quora deleted for not following their be nice be respectful policy so i'm, I'm gonna try not to break that too much more <laughs>
1: Well, uh, use your extra account creation thing, which you referenced earlier, to do this sort of trolling, I would say, would be better. But anyway.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, my my superpower to create accounts.
1: Uh, which you referenced uh, in the beginning of our podcast to, you know, mm-hmm. generate more new views each week. Yeah, of course. Use it for other great tasks, like answering stupid questions on Quora.
0: Okay, well, now I need your ability to answer one more stupid question, which is... Who wins the Palo Tony this week?
1: Just to remind our listeners the Palo Tony goes to the best story of the week. So let's see what the best story of the week was. I already sort of forgotten what the stories were.
0: Well, I talked about Amazon. No, no, I know what you talked about. I was just joking, okay. <laughs> <laughs> remarking on what I forgot what you talked were. about. I barely listened in the first place.
1: <laughs> well, fine. I'm gonna award my uh, home, Google Home the you know story of the week because just because I bought it. Best buy of the week.
0: That is the opposite of a good reason. This proves that it's a trash product for trash people. And I think that uh, Samsung's devices tearing themselves apart is. Uh,
1: Talking about trash products? <laughs> wow. That <sounds laughs> <gonna> be ironic. <laughs> okay.
0: If we're going to talk about trash products, let's talk about some, some legitimate trash. A burnt up phone and a exploded washer.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like this sort of thing has happened so many times, and those executives will make like phony apologies in the press where they sort of bow down and sort of, you know, appear very contrite. All these things are so crap that it doesn't even deserve, like, you know, parallel like bestowing them with unwanted respect. Sorry. All right. Uh, this... Wait, we didn't announce the winner. I thought Google Home was the winner.
0: All right. What's the category? I
1: just said Best Buy of the Week.
0: <laughs> Best Buy is a trademark name. You're going to have to call it something else.
1: Fine. Most Awesome Buy of the Week. Yeah, Best Buy sucks.
0: Most Abbas Buy of the Week. I think we can both agree on that. So congratulations to Google on winning this week's Palo Altonis.
1: Woohoo! And Skype has reached its 40-minute mark, so we are about to break up. We are starting to break up now. So,
0: <laughs> All right. Well, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Teching Ball. Check us out on Twitter at Teching Ball, Facebook.com slash Teching Ball. And send us an email, techingball at gmail.com.
1: All right. See you guys soon. Bye.